Hello and welcome to another Two Punks podcast episode. I am joined by Tim Tebow's little brother, Harrison Colby. Oh, gonna... <laughs> oh, what even is that? What is that? What, do you, what is that? That's who you are, isn't it? Tim little Tebow's little brother. Oh, uh... I thought that's who you are. Is that not who you are? What are you, Tressway's little cousin? What do you mean? What's, what's I'm Tressway's older cousin. <laughs> His big cousin. He, he got all his ability from you, didn't he? Yeah, I, I was the guy who bought him his first football for Christmas. <laughs> That's who I was. Anyway, Harrison's going to give you a shout out now of um, all the other platforms that you can catch us on. Harrison, go ahead. Yeah, guys, you know, don't forget to follow us on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. And we're also on Twitter, uh, and that is the Two Punts Podcast. It is indeed. Hopefully, we'll be on iTunes soon when we make it the big time. right so anyway today we're going to talk about the nfc obviously last week we did the afc where we got to talk about harrison's beloved broncos this week we get to talk about my beloved washington football team best name for a football team (laughs) literally (laughs) Uh, then we're going to talk about it's a new segment our draft dark horse of the week where every week me and harrison are going to choose a guy that you've probably not heard of who maybe you know go like day three or maybe even go undrafted but a guy to definitely look out for in the draft this year. And then we're going to end it with a little Royal Rumble match of Devontae Smith versus Jamar Chase. Not really a Royal Rumble, is it, if it's only two of them? No, it's not a Royal Rumble at all. If you're going to make, down championship. You're going to make a wrestling record, <laughs> do it right. It's all a right, no bad match or something like that. No DQ. You can't, be, you can't be besmirching wrestling like this. All right, sorry. Um, what about Hell in a Cell? Hell in a Cell, yeah. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm okay, cool. Hell in a Cell. Okay, so we're going to have a Hell in a Cell, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, and then we're going to just give a few of a shout-out to the wide receivers. Because to be honest, Harrison, I think it's a nice little wide receiver class this year. Yeah, there should be a few taken first round. You know, it, it does look like a pretty decent class. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, well, um, let's start anyway. I mean, we ended the AFC last week with your beloved Broncos. I think this week, let's start the NFC with the NFC East champs, and that is the Washington football team. What did you think about last season? How do you think they did? I mean, they got playoffs, you know. Mm-hmm. They, it's a losing record, but they got, <laughs> they got playoffs with bad quarterback play. So if they can get good quarterback play, who knows what they could do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that defence just carried them. But like you said, the NFC East was just terrible last season you know the nfc least everyone were calling it it definitely got better towards the end of the season though you know new york giants were like pipping teams off like the seahawks uh the cowboys were learning how to play with andy dalton so yeah. it definitely it, it definitely got became a more difficult division but yeah i mean seven and nine winning the division you got to count your blessings when you can make the playoffs going seven and nine uh but i mean yeah, this defence, it's only going to get better and stronger. I think yeah, there's a few weapons you can add in. I think um, re-signing Ronald Darby at cornerback to pair up with Kendall Fuller, that'll be massive. You've got to help get help on the safety. They do have Landon Collins, but yeah. you know, I don't think he's the player he was at New York. Um, a linebacker, they definitely need to pair with Cole Holcomb. That defensive line, you just don't touch it. I mean, Ryan Kerrigan, unfortunately, may be leaving, but, I mean, you know, he's past it, if we're being honest. He's no Montez Sweat or Chase Young. ain't going to get that sort of production at the minute. Yeah. So, and then um, I think the biggest thing for Washington to look for, though, is pair scary Terry, big Terry McLaurin up with another fellow receiver and improve that offensive line. Well, um, you know, talk about the offensive line today. They've just tagged Scherf. Mm-hmm. Matt. 
I mean, it'd be better if they gave him a long-term contract. You don't want yeah. to keep tagging the guy and just making him more upset, you know, like, I mean, they kept doing that with Kirk Cousins, just tagging and tagging and tagging. It's not what someone wants, you know, they want to be... They want to be, especially a guy like Scherf, who's just been so solid and consistent in his play. He'll yeah. feel like he deserves a big four-year contract, five-year contract, but you know he's obviously not being given that. But at least he's still going to be there for one season, and Washington definitely needed that. Yeah, no, I, I feel like picking up him, picking up him as the guy to tag was it was a good good way to go for the football team. There wasn't mm-hmm. really anyone else they could tag, you know, out of other players they're losing. There's Kerrigan, Derby. Hopkins, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Moreau, so they're a sprinkle. So there ain't really anyone else that they could have tagged. I'm surprised you wouldn't have said that they should have tagged uh, Nick Sundberg, considering, you know, the I, mean, I, I don't know what the tag is for uh, long <laughs> So, you know, don't want to waste money on him. But, <laughs> I'd, I'd give him 20 mil a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah easy. But, you know, talking about the football team, they've got 40 million cap space. Mm-hmm. And they've got eight eight draft picks, so you know you could you've got all you've got a decent amount of draft capital there. You know if you trade up, you could trade down, get some more. But like you said, it's it's important to get you know maybe one of the receivers we're going to talk about later to pair with McLaurin. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent, and that yeah, hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. I think um, it's a good chance for Washington to try and earn this division now for the next couple seasons. They're in a prime position. To just keep building upon that defense, and like you say, you know, with the cap space and the draft picks, there's a chance to get, you know, bringing young talent, young guys to improve that offense. And you know, they've got a they've got a real good opportunity for the first time in a very long time to make the NFC East their division and make sure they're always contending for it. Yeah, yeah. So I'd I'd say they're definitely contenders. Yeah, hundred percent contenders. I mean, let's move on now to who I think is going to be their biggest rival, and um, obviously a big. Big contract they gave out. Um, what it last night? Last night they gave it out. And that is Dak yep. Prescott's Dallas Cowboys. What are your thoughts, sir? I feel like they've overpaid. If I'm going to be honest, but you it's, know, it's quite. It's what happens now with quarterbacks. They they hold. They have all the leverage. He's he's a good player. You know, I feel like if he'd have stayed fit last season, they'd have probably got to the playoffs. Mhm. Yeah. You know, 40 mil, four years, it's coming off a big injury. It's it's a risk that they're taking. But, you know, I suppose you've got to do what you've got to do if you think you've found your quarterback. Is it a risk you would have taken or would you have just moved on from Dak? I'd have tagged him. I think I feel like okay. the tag would have been the better option. And then if he proves it this season, then you give him the contract. Because what, what, what if his injury is more than anyone thinks and he, he never gets back to his pro bowl level you yeah, know yeah. It, that's that's the risk they've taken in giving him a long-term deal yeah definitely i think uh yeah it's like you say with that i think uh you made the perfect you'd have made the perfect choice if you were dallas's gm basically and franchise tagging him would have been the right option but then obviously you run the risk of dak maybe being too upset and doing what all these guys feel like they can do all of a sudden and, you know, just sit out and not play. So, you know, it's a risky one. But I don't know. He is he has been the face of Dallas now for a few years. You saw how much they missed him last season. But like you say, yeah, it's a risk. I haven't seen the contract uh, with guaranteed money. I, I don't know how much, I don't know if you know that, obviously, um, how much money you'd be guaranteed. It, it's the biggest bo- uh, signing bonus in NFL history. Is it? Well, <laughs> I mean, it shows their belief in him, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's 126 guaranteed. Jesus. 
my god. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. It's but, not bad, is it? That is not not bad for Duck, to be fair. They must know that he's like 100% healthy by now. There must not be like any doubts there, surely. They must have had, you know, like the medical team check him out and be like, oh, he's perfectly fine. He's back yeah. to normal to be offering him that kind of contract. Jesus yeah, you'd Christ. think so. You'd, you'd think so. <laughs> 66 million signing bonus. He's going to be all right for the future, is Dak. I mean, he plays, he plays behind a good good offensive line, you know, guys like Zach Martin and so on. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's, got yeah. The protection, he's got the protection there, so I'm sure he'll feel safe about that. It's not like he's getting put onto, you know, getting put in front of Washington's O-line and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and we're just talking about the Cowboys. The only other one that they could be that they could be losing is a Woozier. He's the only other unrestricted free agent of any note. But I don't know if they're going to tag him because they've still got the tag available aren't they but yeah yeah true with with Dak signing now they're sitting on minus one million in cap space so don't know if that, they're gonna have to make some obviously they're gonna have to make some moves there with the draft coming up yeah I think I think they should just make moves on um you know like these defensive guys who are earning a bit more than they should be just move those guys bringing different young guys because that defence last season were just terrible but it wasn't even just the players it, the co- some of the coaching decisions were just so bad yeah definitely that's that's the thing with the Cowboys recently it's if it's not the defence it's the coaching it's the offence is fine the offence performs well it's just some defensive player decisions or coaching decisions just mean that they're never going to reach the heights that they could you know, which, did you see the story of uh, you know Mike McCarthy, the head coach, what he did um, pre-game to like pump the guys up one game? Oh, God, what's he done? <laughs> he came in with a baseball bat and Jesus. about 10, 10 watermelons and just smashed up a load of watermelons in front of all the guys in the changing room. <laughs> that would be a pretty impressive sight. <laughs> I don't Mike know if McCarthy just smashing up. watermelons. <laughs> be intrigued. I don't know if I'd be pumped up. but yeah. I'd just be like, make sure you save up. me some. Each to their own. <laughs> what but, do you think uh, pretenders are pretenders for the Cowboys? I mean, I don't know. Cause, I mean, another thing for him to address as well, I think, is Ezekiel Elliott. The way he played last season was just, I mean, dreadful. I mean, I, I think I watched the... Um, I think they played a game against Arizona Cardinals, and I think on the two consecutive possessions, he fumbled the ball twice. And they yeah, literally yeah. subbed him out for a Tony... Yeah. Is it Tony Pollard there, like, back up? He, he looked all right. He's, he doesn't look too bad, does Pollard. He doesn't, you're right. And I think if Zeke doesn't basically pull his finger out of his you-know-what, then they're going to go with Tony Pollard and get rid of Zeke. Because, I mean, that's yeah. Zeke, it was terrible. And you can't have that from, I don't know, it's just... When you how, much, how, much, how much is he making, Zeke? He's got the highest running back contract. I was going to say they paid him not that long ago, didn't they? But yeah, they need to sort definitely sort out Zeke, definitely sort out the secondary. I mean, you've got you know you got Dak back. They clearly think he's hundred percent healthy. Amari Cooper, I think, is great. Michael Gallup, I think he's a good wide receiver as well. CD Lamb, you know, see if he has a bigger year. Um, actually, playing a full season with Dak, I'm sure he'll do a lot better. It was a 90, 90 million for six years. That's what Zeke. Yeah. Big for a running back. Yeah. I mean, they're short shelf lives. Massive, massive, yeah. I mean, but he did deserve, well, he didn't deserve that big, but he deserved highest paid running back for the previous few seasons just of how good he was playing. But 
yeah, last season was a big disappointment. Yeah, 100%. And with that O-line, you know, you shouldn't be fumbling the ball as much and you should be making cuts a lot easier than, you know what I mean? Like your um, yeah. yards per carry should definitely be higher than what it was. So, yeah, but I mean, it's Dallas. It's they've maybe always been Dacky, strong. Maybe with Dak, he plays better. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Dak hands it off better than Dalton does. You know, he's... I mean, maybe, but with, I mean, with how long Dalton's been in the league, I'm sure he can hand the ball off to a running back fine. Yeah. But I suppose, like you say, there is that chemistry. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know, it's different. I mean, who was Dalton handing it off to? You know, like guys like... Um, Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon. And, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, I mean, no disrespect, no disrespect to Joe Mixon. Oh, Joe but. Mixon. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, let's uh, let's just get past Dallas. Um, I'm going to say contender, because I think they're always up there. And this division. Yeah, definitely yeah. contenders in this division. 100%. Right, um, let's move on anyway. Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I mean, like, I don't think they're good, but you you can't, you can't say it with, with this division, can you? You can't be certain that a team, a bad team, won't win this division. So, mm-hmm. I feel like you've got to, you've got to say they, they are slight contenders, just... They could win seven games and win division again. You never know with like the quality of the de- uh, defense in this division. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say they're contenders. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I totally got to disagree. I think if if they if they do come, if they literally can come, if they come down to if they're in a playoff chase by let's say beginning of early December, then I think big respect to them because I think they're just in a massive rebuild right now. You know, new coach, new franchise quarterback. The I, they just have the big names that they used to have. Yeah. I think I just think compared to the way Washington are sitting right now, and obviously Dallas have still got you know a lot of their big names around. I just don't see them like contending with them oh, two yeah. really right now. The I only way it, they are contending is if it's similar to last year. Like, I, I don't, don't know because I see them winning like five games is their ceiling. I don't see them winning more than five games next season. I see what you mean, but you know if. If like all four teams are sitting at four, six, or somewhere around there, you know, it could that could spur them on a bit. And then, you know, if they get someone like Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, another a proper playmaker in the draft, you know, what could happen? Yeah, I mean, true, true. But I, I think, it, it, I mean, it's like this season, uh, the NFC East came down to really your um, your divisional matchups, and obviously your yeah. divisional your divisional records, but. When I look at Philly and I think that when they play Washington, I'd say what Washington are about seventy to thirty favourites. When they play Dallas, I'd say that's about similar. When they play the Giants, I think it's a fifty-fifty game. I reckon they win about two divisional games maximum. So they go two and four in the division. The Giants beat Washington both times last year. It's just yeah, they did. Such a weird division, man. <laughs> it really is. I mean, but yeah, I don't think there's much to say about Philly. I think you know a new coach, new franchise quarterback. See what Jalen can do, but I, I, want, I don't. I don't expect too much out of Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's got like the tools yet to really full on succeed. But I yeah. think he, off, he offers them. I don't know. He offers them something good. I mean, he looked good in games last season, so we'll see if he can do it again. But he's always he always proved everyone wrong in college. You know what I mean? People like he's not good enough to be Alabama quarterback, so they went with Tua. Then he went to Oklahoma in it. Had a great season at Oklahoma. Yeah. So yeah. I think he's always proved people wrong. So maybe he's going to prove me wrong, but. Uh, I'm, I've got them at pretenders, the Eagles. Yeah, I, I, I can see why. I can totally see why. Right, uh, let's move on to the foot of the division anyway, and that's the New York Giants. The uh, 
you know, just today tagged Leonard Williams, who was who was the only undrafted free agent really of any note. I mean, not undrafted, unrestricted free agent of any note. So I feel that's that's a decent bit of business for him. But similar to Eagles, I feel like just with this division, you know, you got you got to say they 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 contenders. I'm sure, you'll disagree again, but <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like they are. I mean, with the tag, they're now at minus eleven million in the cap space, so gonna have to work around that. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, 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 I like I like Jones. Hopefully, they can give him a weapon or two in the draft, and then Barkley coming back. I feel like they're contenders in this division. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna put them contender. I put I put them as a high. You're, you're just biased. You're no, I put them as a high pretender. I think this. I think if Saquon comes back healthy, that's just a game changer there, and you know Saquon can just absolutely tear a game apart. And you know, I mean, you could have Daniel Jones could be having the worst game of his life, but Saquon's you know going to rush, yeah. Yeah, rush yeah. like 150 yards and like three TDs, then fair enough. And he's obviously a good pass catching back as well, so them little easy check down and screen passes are going to work well for Daniel Jones. But um, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think it's the year they need to work out if Daniel Jones is their franchise QB. So, and then uh, obviously, you know, we'll see if Saquon comes back healthy. One guy I want to mention on the Giants defense, Blake Martinez, is a guy I annoyingly, really, really like. He's yeah. the guy I hate to play against, but I'd love to have on my team. Yeah, he's, he's just going to get better and better, is that guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's good defense. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think they have the second best defense in this division. But um, sometimes last season they played better than Washington, than Washington's defense. But I think that just came down to more coaching and just the schemes they were playing just fitted perfect and kept them in games really. But yeah, yeah I've got them as high pretenders, the Giants. I don't see them contending with Dallas or Washington just yet, but I think they can stir some heads, especially if Saquon's fully healthy. And then, like you say, you know, they put on a decent run back end of the um, yeah they did last season, and then they've they've kept Logan Ryan around so. You know, yeah, we'll see. I high pretenders. I can, I can agree with that. Nice one, nice one. Right. Uh, what division? I'll let you choose the next division you want to move on to. Anyway, let's go to the NFC West. The West. Most entertaining division. Yeah, I, I think personally, this is going to be the strongest division this year. The NFC West. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could easily see three three teams getting playoffs with it from this division. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, I thought it might even happen this year. Three teams uh, from that division getting it, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early on, anyway. Uh, but who you want to, go on, go on. Who you want start to start with? with? The Seattle Seahawks. He up at he, uh, the, the guard. He's he retired. Um, Shaquille Griffin. Um, Chris Carson as well. Unrestricted free agents. And they only have four draft picks. To this. Mm. Obviously, with the... Rumours surrounding Wilson and, you know, him being reportedly unhappy with how things have gone. Could be difficult, but they've got 20 million on cap space, so maybe they could bring in someone like a, like a, uh, someone on the offensive line or a, a receiving threat for, to make Wilson a bit happier. But, you know, obviously they are contenders. Yeah, 100%. I think, I mean, if you want to be successful and you want to be a contender, you have to keep Russell Wilson. If you get rid of Russell Wilson, unless you get Deshaun Watson then yeah. you're not contending in this division Russell Wilson's your guy I can't believe that they're not doing anything everything they can to make sure he's always smiling and always happy and 
wanting to be there. But yeah, I think because I don't even know how to. The Seattle Seahawks are not Seattle Seahawks if Russell Wilson is not there. When you yeah. think of Seattle, you think of Russell Wilson scrambling, making all those you know crazy plays and everything like that. And that's what's carried them sometimes. Sometimes Pete Carroll's called some terrible plays, and Russell Wilson, you know, just scrambling out that pocket and you know just making some at nothing yeah. is what has carried the Seahawks so many times, especially you know all the Super Bowl runs that they went on before. Yeah. And he has to do that because their offensive line's never been that good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Have we did the most sacked QB last season? I think I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, but so that, that tells you it all. I think. I mean, the defense has always been great. The Seahawks defense has just Pete Carroll's always run a strong, stout defense that's very yeah. tough to move against. But uh, yeah, I mean, weapons-wise, is the much. I think Chris Carson. You mentioned Chris Carson there. I think he's quite an underrated because he's a little nifty guy as well, like Wilson. Do you know what I mean? Can. Uh, Make a few guys miss, you know, yeah. some big holes and make plays. With the running backs, like Rashad Penny didn't really work out. No. Yeah, and they haven't really got anyone else at, for the run game. So it'd be important for them to keep him around. Yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, who else do they really have on offense? Obviously, got DK Metcalf, I think. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, Lockett. I don't know. I think he's getting to that point where he's maybe passing it, though, Tyler Lockett, personally. I, he had a decent season. He's well. He's, he's still one of Wilson's favorite targets, but yeah, they don't really have anyone at tight end. And then yeah, just a poor offensive line. So Wilson has to do a lot of it himself. Yeah, yeah, literally hundred percent. But yeah, I mean they're always going to be a contender in this division. It's the Seattle Seahawks. They've got that winning culture. Just... They've got playmakers on defense as well. Adams, Wagner. Yeah, uh, it's, it's such a good defense. Yeah, yeah, he's just a solid defense. So. Yep, I'd say uh, definitely contenders. Let's move on to another good defence anyway, and that is the LA Rams. Yep, I mean, you know, big contenders, you know, with my prediction. Big yeah. contenders. You know, they I think they could they could win this they could win this division. You know, if if Wilson really is unhappy and his head might not be in it as much and like you say, just a great defence and bringing in Stafford, you know, I feel like they could I feel like the Rams are definitely contenders. No first round picks. That's the problem. Big minus thirty five million cap space, so clearly gonna have to do some do some work with that. But hopefully they they're able to do that and then you know, I feel like they could could win this division. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Again, I think it's I think it's I think it's a better run defence than what the Seahawks defence in. I think the Seahawks has bigger names. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Rams have got Aaron Donald, but like in terms of quantity of big names, I think the Seahawks have more. But the Rams' defense, I think, I don't know. It's just run really well, and obviously I think bringing Stafford in is going to help you put up more points because he's a guy who pushes the ball down the field. And when uh, Sean McVay used to be obviously you know the offensive coordinator at Washington, where he would coach um, Kirk Cousins, you yeah. know what I mean, he, he turned Kirk Cousins into a Pro Bowl quarterback and took Washington to a playoffs in his two seasons there. So yeah, yeah. it definitely works well with guys who do push the ball down the field. He's good offensive mind, but he's also shown, you know, he knows how to run a defense. So yeah, I think the I think the if I had to predict who's going to win this division, I'd say the Rams. So the yeah. highest highest of contenders in this division, oh, in my opinion. Good run game. I mean, you know, with Cam Akers, I feel like he's going to have a big. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. And then you know, Stafford actually got some weapons this time that we can actually throw to. So. Hopefully, hopefully he can make them look good. They get to the Super Bowl, like I've said. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I think. Yeah, I think the, if 
I just if I had to put money on it now, I'd say they just come top of the division. I think Seattle give them a good run. Even yeah. you know Arizona give them a good run. You know we'll move on to them next. But yeah, I'd put my money on the Rams. I feel confident about the Rams right now. Uh, we'll move on to the we'll move on to the 49ers. We'll save the Cardinals for last. Yeah, go on then. 49ers. I'm not sure what you're thinking about them, but a lot of uncertainty surrounding Garoppolo. You know, mm-hmm. seem to be interested. You know, they're losing. Well, they could be losing Sherman, Reed, Kyle Usic, Solomon Thomas, Trent Williams. But they've got 23 million in cap space, so could sign a few of them back if they wanted. And they also have 10 draft picks, so a lot of draft capital at their disposal. Yeah, I think uh, this is the team where you just you, you're not too sure yet what's going to happen. It's still a young team, young coach. They've got a lot of. I think Garoppolo. I think maybe you move on from Garoppolo. I don't think he's going to be. Con- he's just not consistently healthy enough, and I don't think that's ever going to change. I think 49ers should be going all in on trying to bring Deshaun Watson in. Yeah. That's what I'm doing if I'm San Francisco's GM anyway. I'm definitely just trying to go all in and get Deshaun Watson. I don't know if there's another quarterback where I'd go all in at the minute. I mean, you know, maybe you try and go Russell, but I feel like Seattle would be very reluctant to let him go to another NFC West team. Yeah. I think, I mean, they've got George Kittle, second best tight end in the league, in my opinion, behind Logan Thomas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> obviously behind Noah fan. No, I'm joking. Right. Obviously. <laughs> but um, I think Brandon Ayuk, I think he's a good young player. I think he's an absolute steal that they got. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the 12th pick, so, and like I said, with them having 10 draft picks, there is potential for them to be able to move up and draft a quarterback if they do want to move on from Garoppolo. Yeah. You know, up to me, that would be the play I'd make. You know, clearly Bill Belichick likes Garoppolo. Let let the Patriots take him, then move up and draft someone. Yeah, no, I, I like the idea because I think to be I'm never a guy who loves bringing in drafting in QBs to get in win now mode, but I think with the way this division is at the minute, I don't think the 49ers are really going to be like contending just yet. So I think you do have time to nurture a quarterback if you are a 49er. So yeah, I mean coach to learn under so. That's what I mean, because to be honest, I mean, I've said it before, you know, I'm not the biggest Justin Fields fan, but if I had to pick Justin Fields landing somewhere, I'd probably say 49 would be the perfect fit for him. Yeah, yeah. Or, or if, if they could get a Zach Wilson, but that probably would require giving up yeah. to get up to number two or three. Yeah, yeah quite Fields, a lot. It's a bit decent there. It's just mad that they went to the Super Bowl two years ago. Like You look at that <laughs> team now and think they aren't getting to a Super Bowl. No, hundred percent. I mean, it's just they're just always hit with injuries. Obviously, like Nick Bosa yeah. had the injury as well last season. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he's a beast. He's just gonna make he's gonna make them better anyway this season as long as he stays fully healthy. But yeah, they just always seem to be hit by injuries, and I think they just need to move on from Garoppolo for a start. I don't know how much money they'd lose if they uh, moved on from Garoppolo. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure how his contract is, but it was quite a big one, wasn't it? That like he did sign, but he's been there a few years now, hasn't he? Since he signed yeah, the contract, yeah, so yeah. Look, I mean, things might. It's morning, so yeah, true. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have much points on the 49ers apart from obviously just, I suppose, the one word is pretender and do a rebuild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I'd say they're pretenders, especially in this division. It's going to be very difficult with the six games in this division alone. You know, it'd be difficult to get 
a couple of wins. And if yeah. you want to contend, you've got to get four or five wins, really. Right, well, let's move on anyway to probably the most exciting team that's going to be in this division next season. That is, to, in my opinion, this is the AFC, the NFC equivalent of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah, no, you exciting team. I can see that. Uh, I yeah, I'd say contenders. You know, they're losing, well, potentially losing Peterson, Reddick, and Devondre Campbell. You know, three solid defensive players for them, but bringing in JJ Watt does that even matter that they're losing him if they get JJ Watt from a few years ago? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I mean he's a beast and he's a baller and. It's a it's a team with weapons on both sides of the ball. I mean, I say like the Cleveland Browns because I feel like the Browns are like that. They've got you know exciting guys on defense and on offense. But again, it's like the Browns as well because you don't know what you're going to get. Are you going to get you know a team that's going to put up 40 points? Are you going to get a team that's going to struggle to put the ball in the end zone and give up 40 points? Yeah. You just you, didn't, you never know with the Cardinals and you never know with the Browns. And I think I don't know. I mean, you've got Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the league. You got Kylan Murray who can you know, do things like Russell Wilson can do. Mm-hmm. I think he's only going to get better at that. JJ Watt, you know, we, we said last um, we said last week that he's in for a bigger uh, resurgence year, you know, because he's probably not going to be double teamed and triple teamed as much as he was in Houston. So he's going to be more open. I think um, Isaiah Simmons, I think he's going to be in for a big year. I think he just, I think Isaiah Simmons is just a freak athlete, but needs to improve his football IQ and sort of yeah, learn a scheme better. Yeah, he struggled a bit last year. Yeah, so I think as, if he can, you know, get get this defense down, you know, get the players down, you know, when it, you know what gaps he should be blitzing through, you know, like what, when he should be dropping into coverage and so on. Because his football IQ is not great, but he's definitely got the best ball skills of probably any linebacker in yeah. the NFL. And then it helps when you've got Buda Baker at safety, you know. Yeah, beast. Big playmaker. I mean, your highest paid safety in league, so you do expect that. Yeah, I mean, it's just I think it's a team that just need to fix their consistency. And just win more games because they are consistent in winning, losing, winning, losing, yeah. winning, losing. They just need to string up more wins in a row rather than you know just have a, having an on week and then an off week. So yeah, it's an exciting do, team though. Do you think Kingsbury could be under pressure? <sighs> I don't. I, I just I feel like he could be. You know, with what what um what he's been given, I feel like if they don't get playoffs this year. You know, I feel like he, he I, I don't, I won't say he's on the hot seat, but he's, he's closer to that than not, you know, because like how much they're paying Hopkins, like 27 mil a year, mm. bringing in JJ Watt, they've put a lot of faith in him, <clears throat> so I'll pick Kyler Murray and, you know, I feel like they could be under pressure, like you say, they're very inconsistent. I mean, yeah, I think you make a good point, I think, I suppose... It depends how patient they want to be. I mean, if if they don't have a winning season, then yeah, definitely Kingsbury should be on the go. This this is a team that, in my opinion, should at least their minimum should be hitting nine and seven. I'd yeah. expect more from them, but like you say, it's a tough division and it's going to come down. You've got to play, you know what I mean? You've got to play these three teams in your division twice. The 49ers, you know, we put them as pretenders, but they are no pushovers. And obviously, then you've got to play Seahawks twice and the Rams twice. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a tough place. You put the Cardinals in any probably. I mean, if you put the Cardinals in the South or the East, you know what I mean? Then they're definitely challenging for first. I mean, even the North, you know, they're challenging for the top of the division. But this West is just so tough, especially next season. It's just going to be such a difficult division. And this season proved it. 
You know, like, um, what did the Cardinals go? Eight and eight. Eight and eight, yeah. Eight, eight. and eight, you know what I mean? Like, like they picked up wins against, you know, Buffalo, uh, Seahawks, but then they'd, they'd lose easy games, like, mm-hmm. to 49ers and stuff. So, yeah, that's been the problem for them. But yeah, I mean, it's just finding that consistency and winning and becoming a winning cult. But they've never really had that, have they? And yeah, that's yeah. the problem, I suppose. But, you know, it's, it's new times. Times are changing and, you know, we'll see what they can do. But, yeah, they're definitely in for a tough ride still, considering, you know, the Seahawks and Rams are there. But it's an exciting team and teams will be fe- fearful of playing the Cardinals. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, the fact that they're so inconsistent is a reason to be fearful. You don't know if Kyler Murray's just going to pop off and scramble for 150 yards and pass for 250 so yeah definitely yeah 100 percent. right um so we contenders anyway arizona i'm going oh yeah definitely contenders right let's move up anyway let's go nfc north and we'll just start with a champs divisional champ from last season the green bay packers i mean you know season mvp definitely definitely contenders cap space their cap space currently is minus 11 and a half mil so Gonna have to work around that, but you know, um, just a solid team all round, really. Potentially lose, could lose Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Not sure what they what they're gonna do with him, but you know, I feel like Aaron Jones is a good player, but you know, running backs are just you can just find someone to just plug in pretty easy, I think. And he's the what's the backup called for the Packers? The backup running back. Is it Williams? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his first name, but yeah, I'm sure it's Williams, isn't it? Yeah, but he he, he played all right last season, so that could mean that they don't mind letting go of Jones if they feel like they can have someone who could be decent in the run game for them. It's just all they need is to get Rodgers another weapon, really. I feel like that's all they can do. You know, the 29th pick, so, you know, they're probably not getting one of the top receivers in the draft class, but he could get someone decent for him because he, he hadn't really had out for a while now, apart from Adams. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, you're making your points on Aaron Jones there. I, real, I think, I don't know. I do like Aaron Jones, but I feel like, I don't feel like Aaron Rodgers can play the way like Brady has played through his career. I think Rodgers slows down rather than just stays at a consistent high level of playing quarterback like Brady can. And I think they're going to need a run game and, Aaron Jones don't get as many carries as he should. So I'm sure he probably doesn't yeah. even mind leaving Green Bay. I don't think he's ever had... This season, he had 20 carries once. Every every other time, he had less than 20 carries a game. So He has a lot of targets as well, though, doesn't he, to be fair? Yeah, yeah, he's a good uh, pass-catching back. He does um, always get reception. He's had like five, you know, a lot of games where he's had five receptions a game and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. But I don't know. I do like the guy Aaron Jones. I think I don't think he's too bothered, to be honest with you, if they move on, because I think they don't rate him as highly as they should. Well, a lot uh, of teams don't now we're running backs, do they? That's, that's the thing. A lot of teams just see running backs as, you know, they can get him pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. But like I say, I think, with the, I think Aaron Rodgers slows down and they need to maybe rely on more of a run game than they ever had before. I mean, obviously he had a great season, you know, MVP and everything like that, and it showed that they still won a lot of games without using utilising Aaron Jones. Yeah. So, I, I, but then trade rumours, again, with Aaron Rodgers, it's weird. It's like, why are, we, why are we even hearing them? Why are we entertaining them? 
Obviously, Jordan loved being there. Yeah, I mean, that they drafted a first round. Oh, what a stupid decision! Well, it's I mean, like the Brett Favre Aaron Rodgers situation, isn't it? It's just the roles have reversed, and now Aaron Rodgers is Brett Favre, and Jordan, Jordan Love is uh, Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre was a, Rodgers wasn't isn't close to finishing. He had a four year contract still by the, when they picked up Love. Like Favre, had, I'm pretty sure Favre had already said he wanted to retire once. Because you know, he retired about seventeen times, <laughs> but you know it, they could have got so many. Like they could have got a weapon for him, but they picked Jordan Lewis. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Imagine if they but, do that. They pick up, pick up Mac Jones or something. <laughs> but if you fall, so if you, but if you fall in love with a quarterback, are you not taking him? Like if like, you think you've got he, your he play for four years, so what's the point? I mean, I, I don't know. I, like I say, I think he plays soon. I think Aaron Rodgers is not going to be able to play. What is Aaron Rodgers now? Like 37? 37, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think he's got like two years maximum. I don't think Aaron Rodgers lasts till he's 40. Because the thing is, in his career as well, he's took more hits than Brady. He's took more damage than Brady. So, Brady yeah. has missed a year, hasn't he? Brady did miss a year early, earlier in his career. Yeah, but I mean... I just, I honestly think like Rogers will be on a decline, and that's why they did take Jordan Love. I feel like they interviewed a guy in the draft process that they just fell in love with, and we're like, we can't miss out on this guy. I don't have a problem with them taking Jordan Love. It was weird when it happened and it got announced, but if they had another first round pick, maybe it'd have been okay. But they were, they got to the championship game. They've been to it two years in a row, and to just to pick a quarterback, I just feel like it was completely the wrong decision you know even if they just got someone on defense I'm sure Rodgers wouldn't have been happy with that because he he has said for a few years that he would like you know to draft a first round receiver because they haven't done that in I can't, I can't even he's like, like stupid like 16 years or something it would have, yeah it was a weird start yeah yeah so but you know I think that's going to change this year I think they are going to draft a weapon but they had a poor draft last year, didn't they? Because then they picked that AJ Dillon, and that were a bit of a reach. Obviously, he's all yeah, right. Yeah. But, but maybe they've rated him, so they don't want to bring back Jones. Well, yeah, I mean, it's between Jones in it and uh, that Corey Lindsley, the centre. So obviously, mm. I think they'd probably rather keep the centre, to be honest with you. But like I say, I don't think Aaron Jones minds. I reckon Aaron Jones hits the market and gets paid by a team and gets appreciated more as a running back than he was yeah, at Green Bay. Yeah, as well. He would get a lot of money. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, if you feel like um, Green Bay are going to draft a receiver in the first round, then yeah. But to be honest with you, I'll be honest, with, with the way the Packers did last year, they'll be drafting a receiver for Jordan Love and not for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, <laughs> hopefully, you know, I mean, what, in three, for three years' time? So. <laughs> the receiver of the future. Right, let's move on anyway. Let's go. Uh, we'll go. Let's go Chicago Bears. Obviously, just tagged Alan Robinson. Yeah, big news that. Big news. Is, is that a tag and trade situation? What you don't know? Is he? He didn't seem happy during the end of his uh, end of like last season. Didn't seem happy with the quarterback situation and stuff. And then that tag has meant their their cap is now minus nineteen point five mil. So, again, going to have to work around that. And then what is the quarterback situation for Chicago? Did they bring Trubisky back? Did they go with Nick Foles? Are they drafting someone? You know, they're picking... They've got pick number 20, so... Mm-hmm. If you're staying there, they're only really in contention for Mac Jones. 
unless like, the only way they're getting getting someone else is with a big trade. So, you know, it's, it's weird with Chicago. It's a weird time at the minute because you're just not sure on the quarterback situation. Yeah, that's their biggest who right now, who is going to be their quarterback. I don't see it being Trubisky. I think if it is Trubisky, Bears fans are just going to turn the TV off. Not bother watching week one. <laughs> um, I think. I mean, the defense is freakishly good. Oh, I mean, Khalil Mack, you know, you can't really go wrong with having him in your team, and then Danny Trevathan. But I, I, I just, I, I think you have to go. If, if you, if, if you've tagged Alan Robinson and managed to persuade Alan Robinson to stay in Chicago, then you need to just go all in on a proven QB right now because this defense is too good and in a win now mode for you to draft a quarterback. And like take time to improve your offense. You need to get a quarterback in now who just is going to put up points on the board because that defense is always going to make sure the other team ain't scoring that many points. Yeah, but they're going to have to start up the cap though. That's the problem. That's a problem they face face with now. Cause... But I think, but I think even if you just bring in one of these guys like, um, I mean, trying to just maybe even like you know like a Brissett, you know, like just a quarterback. You really who's... like Brissett, don't you? I do like Brissett because I think. You don't have to pay him too much, and I think you get your money's worth out of Brissett. That's why I like Brissett. Yeah, I don't know. Would you say Brissett's better than Nick Foles? I personally prefer... If it's the playoffs, I'm taking Nick Foles. If it's the regular <laughs> season, I'm taking Brissett. Yeah. So, <laughs> you do know what I mean? Yeah. But I'll, take Heine, I'll take Heineke in the playoffs. Give me Heineke in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> you lost. So it didn't really yeah, but we lost because, obviously, Brady's the goat in it. So, there you go. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> so play, playoff Leonard Fournette. No one beats playoff Leonard Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say pretenders for the Bears. I'm just not sure where they're going with a quarterback. I mean, if they get Deshaun Watson, obviously contenders, but I'd, I can't see Watson going there. Yeah, I think yeah, I think right now, um, right now this podcast pretender. But I reckon you know when we do a podcast, you know, like the week before the season. Yeah. I think if the Chicago Bears had brought in a you know amazing quarterback and they've kept Alan Robinson as well and not done you know the little deal like you're talking about you know tagging doing a tag and trade then I think we'll both be changing his minds and it'll be fair yeah. enough to us. So move on to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I think I think this is the um, the Packers' biggest threat. I think the Vikings disappointing season last season, but this season I think they're gonna go off this season. I see them eleven and five. Oh. Ten, ten, I think ten and six minimum. I think the Vikings just go off on one this season and just play some good football. I mean, I'm not the biggest Kirk hater, obviously. I mean, I, I don't love him that much, but I think he is a guy. He's always going to put up points. He's, he's got a he's got, he's got a good arm, you know. He does. There's always the memes any of him overthrowing, you know. I swear there was like a TikTok challenge of like um, a Kirk Cousins TikTok challenge where like people just get a ball like thrown 30 yards above the head and <laughs> do like a you know shake the head at the camera or something like that. Yeah, there is. And obviously, but I think this is a team that um that I've got good they've got good team chemistry. Definitely. Did you see the clip last season with Justin Jefferson um swearing at Kirk to throw the ball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like this is a team that's comfortable with each other. I mean, you know, Justin Jefferson's teaching Kirk Cousins how to gritty into the end zone. That is like, a good, he has got a good gritty. <laughs> so, a good gritty. They've got Darwin Cook, who's a beast. Jefferson's just gonna have another huge year. Adam Thielen, solid as ever. So, yeah, I think this is a team that's... I think... I, I don't really like the Packers. The Packers are a team I just don't like. So I am biased in that opinion. Don't get me wrong. But I think the Vikings... Like I said, um, what team did I say I'd put my money on um, in the other division? I can't remember what it was. What it Rams. I said I'd put my money on the Rams, Dine in the West. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, if I had to put my money on the north, I'd honestly whack it on Minnesota. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, mate, <laughs> they are pretenders. Kirk Cousins is I just don't rate him at all. I just I just I just don't rate him. The defence is horrible. They don't yeah, have, yeah, I'll give you that. Uh minus three and a half million in cap. Unrestricted free agent, Harris at safety, you know. He was a big part of the defence. I mean, not a great defence. Fourteenth <laughs> pick, so you know, not getting the biggest star player. Obviously, they turned Jefferson into a pro, but or not, I mean, all pro as well. All pro player last season, so maybe they can do that again. But, yeah, I, I don't rate them, you know. I just I just don't think, don't rate them as a team, if I'm going to be honest. I feel like the I feel like the Bears, if they sort out the quarterback situation, have definitely got a better chance than the Vikings. I don't, uh, you see, I don't see it, because I think the Vikings' offense is just, they are the opposite of the Bears, where the their offense is better than defense at Vikings and at the Bears, defense is better than offense. So they are the complete opposite of each other. But I just feel like when it comes down to it, it's about putting points on the board. And I think Minnesota just do that so much better and they're going to be like the highest scoring team in this division. And I think they are going to address the needs on defense. Not, you know, like you say, yes, they are in the minus in cap space, but I think coach, you know, coaching wise and scheme wise, they're going to realize what didn't work. They've had their bad year. They had that seven and nine season. Yes, yeah. you know they're gonna fix. It's gonna be fixed now mode, and it's gonna be right on it. Cause I mean, you say you don't rate Kirk, but like, what's making you not want to rate him? He overthrows. <laughs> Call it that. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a reason Diggs wanted to leave. There's a like, I just, I just, I just don't rate him, Maka. To be honest, I'm just, I'm just not a Kirk guy. He's funny. He's a meme. <laughs> quarterback, not so sure. I mean, you see, I mean, what? So, yeah, so he's had three seasons in Washington, right? Uh, Washington, sorry, Minnesota. So, first season, 70% completion rate, 4,298 yards, 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. The season after that. Minnesota do that season. Season That's after that. No, yeah, all right, I'll move on. But I'm, I'm, I'm just going through them. I'm just going through them. Look, season after that, yeah, 69%. He's a stat padder. Teams he play on don't do all. I mean, you say that, but it took a it took a terrible Washington team to the playoffs in 2015. Yeah, but then they lost. That's the thing. Another other quarterbacks make terrible teams win. Brady's done it. You know, I just I just don't rate Kirk. Just don't rate him, Macca. I mean, yeah, I mean, fair enough. We're going to disagree on summer, and obviously, I mean, it seems to be Kirk Cousins. But I mean, this is a guy. This is a guy who just puts up points, and I think. With Dalvin Cook there at running back as well, one of the best running backs in the game, you can't say that the Minnesota Vikings, I think that 7-9 season were just, you know, like, I mean, obviously, you know, COVID affected so many teams, but, you know, it affected Minnesota as well in the fact, you know, of like, you know, practices, you know, film film room sessions, everything like that. And, you know, but they've had their bad season. I think they've got that 7-9 season out of the way. and They come back big this season. That's just my prediction. I just can't see them doing that two years in a row with the talent that they do have on offense. And like I say, I think they do sort it out on defence from like a coaching perspective and more like, and maybe, you know, they even just find an absolute stud in the draft. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. We'll have but to see, won't we? We'll have I to think, see. I think they're better than the Bears and then we're going to move on to them now. I think I predicted these guys to be the whooping boys of the NFC. The Lions, um, I mean, Goff ain't going to put up crazy numbers. He's going to protect the ball better for you, but he ain't going to put up crazy numbers. This defence is going to have to be on it if they want to like win games and 
has this defense really got any big players on there, big playmakers that are going to do anything? <laughs> None that come to mind, no. Exactly. So it's just like, I just don't see this Lions team really doing anything. They're going to lose Kenny Golladay, it looks like, as well, doesn't it? Yeah, they've said they're not going to tag him, so... So, I feel like that's I mean, the right decision to not tag someone who don't want to be there anyway. So yeah, I just don't see it for the. Uh, it's it's the first time that what twelve twelve seasons that they've got a different quarterback playing. Uh yeah yeah since two thousand nine. Yeah, so there I you go. Great Goff. I don't I don't mind Goff. I feel like he's he gets a bit of hate that's un unwarranted. I feel like he's but they he doesn't have the same problem like Stafford had. Just don't really have much, do they? So he's always limited to what he can do with the team. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, I like Goff myself. He's a guy who's not going to turn the ball over, but at the end of the day, he's a quarterback who has to throw the ball. And who the hell is he going to have to throw this ball to? Yeah, 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 exactly. So Detroit, I mean, they're just the whooping boys of this division. I mean, I'd be surprised if maybe maybe they get one win against the Bears at home, but I don't see them beating the Vikings um, in any of the two games. I don't see them beating the Packers at all. So they probably go one and five in the division. And then I, I haven't seen the I haven't seen their schedule, but I don't see them beating a lot of teams around the NFL. And they're losing a 16-year long snapper. So oh well, there you go, there you go. That's made it even worse. Now now they don't even beat the Bears, so <laughs> it's 0-6 in the division. <laughs> Definitely. So moving on to the NFC South, let's start with the Super Bowl winners, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, I think if Drew Brees retires, these guys are just huge winners from that. Um, they just tagged Godwin today. Yeah, that's. I mean, that was, Godwin's an absolute beast. Don't get me wrong. Like Mike Evans is a beast as well. But you pair them two together, you've got you know you got Cameron Brait as well. I think Cameron Brait's gonna just step yeah. up, especially if Gronk's gone as well. Like I don't know what's gonna happen yeah. with Gronk. I wonder if that means Brown's finished as well with the books if they're they're deciding to bring Godwin back. Yeah, true. I forgot about Antonio Brown. Yeah, can't um, see him to be the third receiver again. No, because they've got who is it? Uh, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller, yeah. They like Scotty Miller as well, don't they? So yeah, I think um, yeah, I don't see Brown being there personally. I think you're right. Yeah, and um, I wonder what this means for Shaq Barrett now. You know, they've their cap space currently is minus four million. So I wonder if that means Barrett's leaving. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the biggest problem for him here. They're going to lose two leaders on defense, um, Shaq Barrett and uh, Levante David, isn't it? And Dominican too as well. He's a there you go, yeah, defensive tackle. So uh, that's their biggest worry. But I mean, but you've they, got Brady, got <laughs> David White as well. He's he can be the yeah. lead. Yeah. But I think I think Barrett's going to be missed. I know he had a bit of a down a year from obviously his 2019 season, but Barrett. Like, look at what happened in the Super Bowl. Their pass rush was un- unplayable. And then Fournette as well. He's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, yeah, I think I think they should re-sign Fournette. He had such a big resurgence. And, I mean, people are saying, you know, maybe it was just a playoff fluke. You know, playoff Lenny came out. But, I don't know. I think... Um, Him and Jones were a good one-two punch. Yeah, I, I don't rate Ronald Jones that highly, personally. You're not? No. I, I, right. think, I, he's got, I think he's got a... I don't know... Um, there's just something there I just don't like. He had fumbling issues, didn't he, towards the end of the year? And that's why, obviously, Fournette took over, didn't it? And got but, more snaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. I, I, I see what you mean, but I don't, I don't mind Jones. And I was, like, in a system where you play two running backs, it doesn't matter that 
you don't have an out and out star like if both of them are just going to be playing in like sharing the snaps it doesn't matter that they're both just average because they can both provide different things yeah yeah true I mean yeah I suppose I mean I'm to be fair I'm looking at Ronald Jones now and in the regular season he did have four games over 100 yards rushing one of them were 192 yards rushing against Carolina yeah, that when he got the uh we're in 99 we're in, it was 99 yard rush wasn't it uh, 98, yeah, yeah, 98. 98, 98, yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I don't, I just, I feel like, give Lenny a chance. I liked Lenny at um, Jacksonville, yeah. personally, you know, it's just, uh, running backs have them years where they just, you know, they go up, they go down, but like Zeke, you know, we saw it with Zeke this season. And as well being the fourth overall pick, it's, there's a lot more pressure on you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you, you have to make them contenders, don't you, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, we're Brady. You know, Brady can go till he's 50 and he'll sit <laughs> With his Zimmer frame holding him up. Yeah. I feel like we'll, we'll save Saints for the end. We'll talk about the Falcons. Uh, yeah, I wanted to move on to them anyway because I like... Um, we're talking about the running back like resurgence there of Fournette. I feel like Todd Gurley is another guy who's going to have a big year. A good, he's going to like bring back that form of his rookie years, roll back the days when he were a ramp. So yeah, I think um, they're an unrestricted free agent, but they've said they're not going to pick up Neil's tag. So maybe they tag maybe they tag Gurley. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think the keep hundred percent. I think they keep Gurley. I can't see them losing Gurley. I think they need him there, and I think I mean if if they, if they let Gurley go, then I I I'd, I'd take Gurley because I feel like you can I take Gurley over Aaron Jones because I feel like you can pay Gurley less than Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I say, I think he's just due a big resurgence. He's girly. You saw like little, little, you know, like flashes of it. You know, nothing too crazy that stood out. But you saw little flashes of you know what what made him a great running back. And yeah, I just think uh, the Falcons though they're a team that are going to be in a huge rebuild. You know, it's you so- think yeah, I mean, you think they're going to go Justin Fields, don't you? Personally, at quarterback. I think they'll go quarterback. You know, d- d- depending what the Jets do, you know, they might end up with. Zach Wilson, but I do think they go quarterback first round. I feel like this is it's different to the Packers situation when they drafted Love. I feel like Ryan actually could be near the end. You know, I feel like yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. that four and twelve. I mean, he didn't have that bad, that bad of a season to be fair, but you know, I do feel like they go quarterback and then, but then it's like that's the problem, isn't it? Like you only should really go quarterback that early if they're gonna play pretty soon because it's just a waste of a pick if like if they pick fields they don't play at all and they just give up they've just wasted a season really and like Julio ain't gonna like that you know like Gurley probably won't like that because they're coming to the end of their careers as well so um, I'm not but yeah I do think they go quarterback I mean yeah I think I mean to be fair, I mean I don't have a problem with them taking fields because I, I, I've said before if fields wants to be successful in the NFL I think he needs to sit behind someone on the guy like Matt Ryan's experience I won't have a problem with that. Same with Mahomes. Mahomes sat behind Smith. You know, we saw how that played out. Um, how that played out. So I think, like I said, if Fields wants to be successful in the NFL, he needs to sit behind someone. So if Atlanta are going to go quarterback, then I won't take Fields and start him straight away. I would be patient and let him sit because they are in a rebuild. Let's be honest. This defense has got no one. Yeah. No one on there, literally, like no. And I mean, I, I think I had a look at the roster yesterday on defense. And I think I like recognize like two names 
on their defense. <laughs> yeah. right, it's a poor defense. And Julio's not the receiver he once was. He's, you know, it's coming to the end of these great receivers, you know, from when we were younger, you know, Fitzgerald, yeah. you know, AJ Green, Julio Jones, you know, it's coming to an end. But, you know, they have Calvin Ridley. I'd say he's their number one receiver now. Yeah, so, but yeah, they're in a rebuild. So if you want to draft Justin Fields, like I said, I don't think you should take Justin Fields number four. I don't rate him that highly. But if you're going to be patient, let him sit behind a quarterback, learn the game, learn you know more at the NFL level, all these cadences and so on, you know snap counts and everything. Then yeah, fair enough. Because that's the only way he's going to be successful personally. But I mean, they're a pretender either way. They're a yeah, pretender. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with pretender. Right. Um, Talk about the Carolina Panthers who just uh, just tagged Taylor Morton. Morton. So Taylor, Morton. Taylor, he's, he's a left tackle. Is it? I mean, he's a decent left tackle. But, you know, the cap for a left tackle is pretty high. So, but I suppose there ain't really anyone else for them to. There's no one really for them to uh, tag. Not really losing anyone too big. Uh, currently got. 16 million in cap space so maybe could do something there but I'd say pretenders I feel like they're still a long way off from being contenders you know they've got the seventh pick so maybe they could I I reckon they'll probably go Trey Lance I reckon he falls to him that'd be yeah I mean yeah I can see that that'd be nice um, to touch Trey because yeah I mean this is a team you're just not going to expect anything from unless McCaffrey can obviously just have a huge year. Yeah, you're gonna, back, that's big. Yeah, I mean, you're going to win a few games that you probably wouldn't win if you didn't have McCaffrey on the field. So, you know, he's a game changer, definitely. But you can't expect him to carry a full, you know, team on his back and turn you into a winning team. So they're definitely going to have a losing season. Going to be bottom of the pack with the Falcons. So, yeah. 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 They're just a pretender. You just don't expect a lot from them. It depends on Bridgewater, really, if he can get it much. Because, I mean, like, they, they had a good game against the Chiefs towards back end of the season, didn't they? they? They took the Chiefs all the way. So, there is something in the team. It's just, it clearly doesn't come out enough. Yeah, I mean, they're just a very... I mean, they beat Washington as well um, at the back end of the season as well. I think week 16, I think week 16, week 15, they beat Washington. Yeah. But it was a very boring game. They were a very not- boring team to watch. There's just nothing really exciting without McCaffrey being on the field for them. But yeah, yeah I, just, I don't expect I don't expect a lot from them, and I don't think Carolina fans expect a lot. Yeah, no, no, I agree, I agree. But yeah, huge pretenders, right? Anyway, uh, interesting team next season, New Orleans Saints. Let's just talk about the minus forty-eight million cap space. <laughs> you know, that, that deserves talking about. I mean, how do you? I don't, I don't get how you get in that situation. But clearly, something's going to have to change. Is Breeze coming back? You know, it felt pretty definitive what he, what happened on his last game against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, losing probably going to be losing Hendrickson. They released Morstead, the punter. You know, it's a sad day. Then, <laughs> do they bring Winston back? And if so, can can Winston? Obviously not perform to Breeze level, but perform to a level where they can contend with the books. I'm not sure, but you know, you just, we'll have to see what Breeze does. Yeah, I mean that's the key in it. Yeah, I think he is going. It's like you say. We, I mean, we said it last podcast as well. It seemed definitive in it with the way he was saying goodbye to Brady. Yeah. I mean, his family on the field. He got emotional. Said to Winston, "This is your team now." Whether it will be Winston's team, be Post interesting Winston. to see. I don't see it being. T- Do you see it being Tyson Hill? I mean. When Vries were out, they played Taysom. I feel like if 
if they really rated Winston, they'd have they'd have let him play some. I I I just I feel like if they do rate Winston so highly, why even give Taysom Hill them games at quarterback? What was the point? I get one of them was against the Denver Broncos where Kendall Hinton had to play quarterback, so it didn't really matter who they played at quarterback. But I don't know. I just don't really see why they'd have give Taysom. It were like three four games, wasn't it, where Taysom Hill played quarterback? So. Mm. I'm just, I just don't really understand why they do that and then go with Winston again. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird season because obviously when you usually talk about the Saints every year, you're just talking about, yeah. well, you just, you, you just label them contender, you know, Drew Brees and, you know, all these great weapons that they've always had through the years. And they still do have these great weapons. You know, they've still got Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. And your Sanders, yeah. You know, they've got some decent players on defense. You know, it's, I won't say it's a spectacular defense, but but they're gonna have to do something with a cap. That's gonna be. It's just yeah. Do something with that, yeah. Where do you move them? I mean, obviously they released Jared Cook. You know, a few days ago that became big news on the pod. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and uh, and the other Titan Hill. I, I can't remember his name. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, where are they picking the Saints? The Saints are picking 28th, yep. So you are picking, I mean, yeah, what are you hoping? I mean, maybe you're hoping for one of these, I don't know, because where, where do you reckon their biggest need is? It, it depends what they do to sort out the cap situation. So they might have to get rid of, uh, who, I'm not sure who's paid big on their defence, but I feel like they could probably get rid of, I, I don't, I'm not sure what Emmanuel Sanders' contract is, but they could probably get rid of him pretty easy. Yeah, true. Uh, I feel like they're obviously definitely going to keep Thomas. But I feel like their biggest need, tight end, but apart from Carl Pitts, yeah, don't really hear much about other tight ends, do you? Uh, no, no. Their offensive line's solid. So they'll probably go defence in draft, just not sure where. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just going to be weird if Drew Brees is obviously not Not there, and obviously, I mean, like you say, with a tight end situation, I mean, obviously it's going to be a different quarterback, but Drew Brees always loved throwing to those tight ends, and that's why Jared Cook always had so many good years there yeah. in New Orleans. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a different look. I think um, uh, Sean Payton's in for a tough um, tough year, especially with the Bucks there. And I don't know. I suppose they get lucky because the Falcons and Panthers are not great. Mm-hmm. So they are going to get lucky in their divisional matchups. Yeah, yeah. there is a good solid infrastructure there at the Saints where they've got Michael Thomas, they've got mm-hmm. they've got Kamara and stuff like that. They've got a good O line, so I feel like they're going to be contenders, but I don't think they're going to come close to winning the division. They're just going to be looking for that wild card spot. Yeah, they're going to be trying to scrape a wild card spot definitely, as it stands anyway at this moment. Obviously, as opinions might change, but yeah, right now I think you're perfectly right. They're a contender, but they're scraping for a wild card spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, let's move on then. So we have got left. What is it? Um, Breaking news from Ian Rappaport: the Packers haven't tagged Aaron Jones. Yeah, he's going. Then he's hitting it. He's hitting free agency. Shout out to Nick Grimshaw again. Big payday. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, big payday. Yeah. So there isn't too many running backs, is there? That are free agents. Um. Well, it d- depends what the Falcons do with Gurley if they bring him back. Mm, true. But yeah, there's there's not a massive uh, running back free agent class. Uh, yeah, free agent class. So 
Not even that good of a draft running back class, is there either? So he's definitely going to get paid. The right. team that needs a running back. But then but who does need a running back? That's the thing. It's Aaron, jo- it's Aaron Jones, isn't it? You, yeah. got to, you can definitely pair him up and have a good one-two punch with someone. Yeah, yeah. If he's got the cap space anyway. So, Maka, who do you think will win the NFC East? Right, I mean, obviously, I don't want to be... <laughs> I don't want to come across... It's hard because obviously my team's in this division, but... Um, I mean, I'll, I'll run through it right quickly. So, Giants, no. Eagles, no. Cowboys, no. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to go Washington, but literally, I'm going to go, like, 55-45 Washington compared to Dallas. So, they just scrape it. Uh, I'm going Washington just for the defence. Yeah. It's a good, yeah. Do all they want, but without a defence, they're never going to get anywhere. Definitely. Right, Washington, yeah, go on. NFC West? West. Um, I'm going Rams. Yeah, I'd I'd like it to be the Cardinals because I just like them. They're exciting, but yeah, you persuaded me. I'm I'm Rams all the way there. Uh, NFC North, I'll go. I'm gonna go Packers. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you're gonna hate me for it, but I'm going Vikings. I just oh <laughs> my god, Kirk Cousins is not <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Kirk Cousins doesn't beat Jordan Love. Oh, I don't think god. I don't think yeah I don't think the Vikings like win a win a Super Bowl or you know like maybe don't even make the championship game, but I think this division, I think they just win this division. Oh, Maka. It's, it's a bold prediction, but, you know, maybe we'll replay this, um, you know, come January time and be like, you know, Maka, what did you, why did you know something we all didn't know? <laughs> this, this is where it's going to be Vikings, um, Rams in uh, championship game. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> and then finally, the, the books are winning the South. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think that's the easiest one out of them all. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's move on to the next segment, which pretty sure you have something for. Yeah, so the next segment is the two punts draft dark horse of the week. So last week was unofficially, I'd say, our first one with uh, Chubba Hubbard, who's now an absolute um, <laughs> star on the show. If you don't know Chubba Hubbard, then you know you're not a true two punts fan. Let's be honest. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this week we're gonna. We've gone wide receiver, and we've gone for, again, it's an amazing name. You know, that does sway the decision, I can't lie. But it's uh, Wop Filior. What a name. Just, can we all <laughs> appreciate it? Well, do you want to know what his real name is? Go on. Right, let me find it. Oh, my God. Right, his real name is Mr. Elias D'Angelo Filior. Now, I say Mr. because his actual first name is Mr. I'm not no, going to say, not. like... Yeah, no, yeah, his actual, I swear down, his actual first name is Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R. I, I, I want to draft him. <laughs> Ninth pick, Broncos, Mr. Wop. Bring it to me. And then get Chubba Hubbard in second round, come on. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy they're saying who's a day-free guy. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of crazy fans out there, but I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, um, why would I take um, Jalen Waddle in the first round? When I can take Wap Filiar day three, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, what, I mean, what school did he go to? He went so he went to Indiana. He's a five ten. He's a he, he plays well in the slot. He's got like he's got he's got some of the best hands. I've seen this on all the scouting reports, pro football folks as well. But apparently he's got like the, some of the best hands in the um, the whole draft class. Yeah. Um, he's got apparently though he's, he's listed five ten, but some people have him listed at six foot. <laughs> but apparently this is because um when he plays he play he plays a lot taller than he actually is you know in more range like he's got good extension with his arms yeah and then it, his like strongest trait is actually like over the shoulder 
um, you know, over the shoulder throws, like catching the ball at the sideline. Yeah. And I reckon that's one of the most difficult traits for a receiver. And he's already apparently he's already got that mastered down. And obviously that's going to translate well in the NFL when he's got more accurate quarterbacks yeah. throwing to him. Do you know what I mean? Obviously that's a more, you know, it's a more seen thrown in the NFL than it is obviously at, you know, Indiana University. Yeah, it's just a shame there's no combine. Sounds like someone who could really benefit from showing his hands off, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm confused, I'm confused with the combine this year because obviously I'm seeing like it's, it's been cancelled. It's been cancelled. Has it been cancelled now? Yeah, because yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say like it's been cancelled like, and put on. Just having yeah, that's, I mean that's what they should do. I think he'll, he'll definitely have a good pro day and I think it'll help his stock. I mean, I reckon he still probably only does go day three, but I reckon he's a fourth or fifth rounder. I don't see him going sixth or seventh. Yeah, but yeah. Um, he was put on the uh, Fred Boletnikoff award watch list. I mean, notable winners of that award are Devontae exactly. Smith, Amari Cooper, Larry Fitzgerald, Randy Moss. Jamar Chase won it. Jerry Judy also won it in 2018. Yep. And he was put on the watch list for that award, you know what I mean? To go to a small school like Indiana and still be on there. Yeah, um, that is impressive. I mean, I haven't mentioned it yet, but do you know why he's called WAP? <laughs> I don't, I don't. Because of his love for Whoppers from Burger King. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. That's there's worse worse reasons for names. So <laughs> So in his um in the twenty nineteen season, I'll I won't go last season, yeah. I'll, I'll start with the twenty nineteen season. Twenty nineteen season he had a big season, so he had a thousand yards receiving and uh five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But the season just gone, it wasn't crazy numbers. He had four hundred and ninety five yards, three touchdowns, but he only played eight games. But his last uh, college game was in the Outback Bowl, where he only went for 81 yards. But have a guess how many receptions he got in that game. So 81 yards? Yeah. He'd, I, did he just get one reception? 18 receptions. 18, Jesus. <laughs> 18 receptions. Because this is a guy who plays in the slot, and he's perfect for these guys that are throwing like, um, you know, like Big Ben at the start of last season, where we were in the yeah. pocket for like 2.6 seconds or something like that. He's perfect in these like short yardage situations. So, you know, like third and four, third and three is your kind of go-to guy. And that's what he basically did in the Outback Bowl. My biggest thing with him is if you can translate that into the red zone and make him an end zone threat, yeah. then you've got yourself, you know, like a very good slot receiver right there. But, uh, I mean, half the games they played, so he played eight games and half the games they played were against nationally ranked teams in the top 25 of the country. So he he was playing against future NFL corners and, you know, future safeties. He also played against Ohio State. Did he do well against Ohio State? Uh, I don't think think they did bad. I think um, think they really got blown away. They only lost two games. I think they went six and two in those eight games that he played. But he definitely looks like he's uh, pro-ready. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think he's got a good football IQ. He stayed out of trouble in school. Uh, Let's have a look. Ohio State. Did you know Deshaun Watson was his real first name? Derek. No, I did not know that. <laughs> hey, mental, isn't it? Like, what? So they, they, they lost to Ohio State, 42 to 35. And he had six receptions for 56 yards um, and a touchdown. So, you know what I mean? Ohio State, you know. Yeah, decent corners. Got players, yeah, exactly. They've got players who are going to be NFL corners, NFL safety. So he came up against, you know, especially, I mean, with him always being, you know, the short yardage guy, he'll have been coming up against like, big linebackers as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a guy not afraid to take a hit, but yeah, I mean, I think this is a guy that people should definitely watch out for in the draft, and if he falls to you, you know, count your blessings, because oh, I think good. you've got a steal. Oh, Just for the name alone. You know? <laughs> Chubber and Wop. 
that is the dream. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's it. Um, not really much else to say on him apart from watch. He's got, he's got quite a lot of highlights on YouTube. So I mean, if you're ever bored, watch his highlights. But like I say, this is a guy who. If you can appreciate a good receiver, especially in these short yardage situations, this is a guy you're going to love. And like I say, with the extension, he plays like he's six foot, but he's literally five foot ten. So, you know, that always helps. But yeah, I mean, yeah, 100%. This is a guy we should definitely be watching out for, Harrison. Yep. I mean, I'm a name guy. So, if you've got a good name, I'm already a fan. Is that why you're a big Tim Tebow fan? <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even really care about Tim Tebow. <laughs> You've got a poster in your bedroom with him? What you're not oh, like? oh, shut up. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Of all the long snappers in the league, that's it. <laughs> Is Nick Sundberg like the main one? No, he's not nah, actually. Everyone apart from Nick Sundberg. I don't like Nick Sundberg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Are you ready to move on anyway? Right, Harrison, then you're ready to move on to the main event. What did we say? Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell, yep. Devontae Smith versus Jamar Chase, yeah? Yep, like Shane right. McMahon at WrestleMania 32. You're coming off the top of that cage and through a table. Right, let me just get Michael Buffer to set the scene for us, yeah? Oh, Jesus. Right, that was very anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> right, Harrison, let's start it. Quality sound effects on the two right. podcast. <laughs> right then, Harrison, who you got in the red corner? Jamar no, you have the blue corner, LSU. You're blue corner, innit? Jamar Chase, the best, easily the best receiver in this draft class. Considering he didn't play, he didn't play this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's still the best, yeah. Easily. All right, so go on, give me just give me a couple of reasons to start with him. I mean, Devontae Smith, he's just a, he's a child. Give me give me reasons for Jamar Chase. Give me reasons for Jamar Chase, not Devontae Smith. I want to hear Jamar Chase. He's, he's, just, he's huge. He's a huge, just physical, great, unbelievable release. Him and Burrow connected for more deep connections. Twenty-four for a hundred and eight, no, for eight hundred and sixty yards. And, for, and with that, there were 14 touchdowns. That was the most for the Power Five since 2014. So, and uh, he's also, he's a blocking receiver. You know, Smith ain't doing none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know, Smith did go to win the Heisman. But if Chase is there, Chase is winning Heisman. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, his stats from 2019 are incredible. But I think... Jamar Chase personally had better like quarterback to play with than what Devontae Smith did. Devontae Smith had to play ah, with um, no, Burrow Mac Jones. Unproven. Burrow, Burrow wasn't expected to be that, that as good as he was. And I feel like Chase was a big reason as to why Burrow performed so well. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I suppose. But... You look at Devontae Smith's... Um, obviously, you've only got really Jamar Chase's, what, 2019 season to go off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you go on Devontae Smith's 2019 season, like, his stats there are just as good. And obviously, he played with... Um, I know Jamar Chase played with Justin Jefferson, but Devontae Smith played there with Jalen Waddell, um, Henry Ruggs, and Jerry Judy, and still went off for 1,250 yards and 14 touchdowns himself. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you compare it to this season, you know, where he went off for 23 touchdowns, 1,850 yards 
and 117 receptions. And I suppose, yeah, he, he probably got more targets considering Jalen Waddle, you know, who we'll move on to later. Obviously, Jalen Waddle did get less game time because he was he got that ankle injury, didn't he, Jalen Waddle, like October, November? Yeah. He only played like five games in it. So, obviously, Devontae Smith obviously then did become their number one and their number two wide receiver. But to step up, you can be given the targets, but you're not guaranteed to catch the ball. Do you know what I mean? And he still made sure that, he, you know, he put this team on his back. It definitely made Mac Jones look a better quarterback than I think he is personally. Yeah, but yeah, I, I get, but I just feel like you can say the same for Chase with with Burrow. Obviously, I know Burrow performed decently for the Bengals, but no one thought Burrow would play so well for LSU like he did. I just think, yeah, but I mean, who did who did LSU play that season? Like, did they play like good teams that season? Because I swear they played some. Terrible, terrible teams. Oh, all these teams end up playing bad teams, don't they, eventually? They do, you're right. But obviously some teams get, you know, like, I mean, we saw with um, uh, WAP, you know what I mean? Like half the games he played were against nationally ranked teams. Yeah. Did Does... LSU play nationally? I mean, I know, I know they won the champion, college, you know, championship. Burrow beat out, you know, Trevor and... Mm-hmm. Is Burrow better than Trevor Lawrence? We'll see, but... <laughs> yeah. Does Does Smith's size not concern you? Do you know what it does? It does, but because that was that was your concern with Etienne. That's why you were saying Harry Harris, yeah. No, I, yeah. I think you're right, but I think he's still got the ability to, you know, like beat to beat guys. And you got to remember, the only time he's gonna get, his strength is gonna be a thing is obviously like um, on um, you know his rack yardage in it. You know mm. when he's actually you know like caught the ball and then trying to you know he's not going to stiff arm people like Derrick Henry don't get me wrong yeah but I, th- I think he's still nifty enough to make people miss and he's still nifty enough to beat people on the line I know in the NFL you give him five yards to obviously you know jam you can jam your receiver in it yeah and play a bit hands-on and I think he's gonna probably struggle with that don't get me wrong he's gonna have to learn but he's, he's got him around it out there that's exactly. Smith's gonna be great I, I'm not saying I just feel like Chase offers just a a little bit more than Smith does at the minute. I mean, yeah, listen, I get I get what you're saying. And when I was doing my research, I was like, you know, maybe Harrison's got the edge here. But <laughs> it, it, it literally, when you look at Devontae Smith, it, it, the strength is the only thing you can have doubts with. And I think that's just something that you can get better. Some people are just late bloomers. And that's the reason, you know, Devontae, yes. pl- that's yeah. the reason Devontae played, you know, till he was a senior in college, because he did want to try and keep building that size. But maybe he is just going to have to try and keep building that size. I, I, I doubt he's going to stay this light and skinny his whole career. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I doubt they'll let him. I doubt it'll probably be pushed on him to put on a bit more muscle and stuff. Exactly, exactly. And I think as the more he plays at the NFL level and the more he's training with these guys, it's just going to make him just better and better and better. And yeah. he's, I don't know. It's just it's a weird one because it's, it's like you say, the NFL – you know, there's always guys you say you see in college like Johnny Manziel, Colt McCoy. I mean, you know, Case Keenum. You mentioned it there. They can do well in college because yeah, some of these guys are already built better than these guys who go yeah, yeah, yeah. go on in the NFL to become better because they grow. Whereas there's guys in college who have already peaked, like Colt McCoy, Johnny Manziel, you know, mm-hmm. Case Keenum. I think Devontae Smith though. I don't think he's in that bracket. I won't say he's peaked. I think he can still improve and play at the NFL level. But yeah, the strength is definitely a big, big worry. Yeah. But 
But I mean, the stats are crazy. The national championship game, he was the national championship MVP, and he left the third quarter injured, and he was still the MVP. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he's impressive. I just feel like Chase outdoes him on just route running ability. And I feel like Chase, like I know, like you said, Smith is good after he receives the ball, but I do feel like Chase just offers that little bit more out once he's received it with just with the ability to. You know, stiff arm people and mm-hmm. just with his physicality, really, I just I just feel like Chase is slightly better than Smith. I think pro-ready-wise, you could be right. Pers- I think personally, you're right. Pro-ready-wise, like, you know, if you had to chuck one of these in an NFL team now to start, you'd probably go Chase just because he's the most probably able to compete with these other guys that are playing in the NFL. You know, these physical, you know, safeties and corners. Yeah. But if you know, like I say, if you're patient with you know Devontae, I think Devontae still has a big year. You know, I mean, a thousand yards receiving this year would not surprise me. Depends but where he's really, doesn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it depends obviously what quarterback he's playing with. You know, if you put him in, you know, the Panthers or the Bears, are you going to get that production? But yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Alan Robinson had a massive year with the Bears. And... Yeah, but yeah, Alan Robinson's a bit, you know, he's a bit different in it to Smith and Chase. Well, yeah, he's been there longer in it, but I mean, Smith's a guy though. When he's he's out in the open field, you are going to struggle to catch him. So, realistically though, where does he go? Because I'm 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 seeing Chase getting picked up first. That's just what a lot of the experts are saying. You know, I could see him, you know, Bengals possibly, Dolphins, um, Jet. Well, obviously there's going to be trades on draft day and stuff. But I I can see Smith being a like mid first round pick, so maybe Patriots, um, at forty niners maybe. I don't know if they're thinking they could do with a receiver. Washington, you know. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd happily take that if he, if he fell that far. I think he does fall because I think teams get worried. You know, like teams start to go in panic mode. You know, the yeah. day of the draft and they start to get the worries. Because the thing is, we are going to move on to Jalen Waddle, and there is an upside on Jalen Waddle. Don't get me wrong, but. I don't know. I think I think his ceiling would be. I think Jamar Chase goes first. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, but number three, Miami in it. It seems like it's looking, uh, which makes perfect sense. I think the the ceiling, and this is the very most for Devontae Smith would probably be if Philly want to give Jalen Hurts a weapon and take him at yeah. number six. That's if they're sold on him though. They, they need to be a believer in him. Um, who else is there really? Um, no, like like I said. There will be trades down and stuff, so because I feel like, like teams are going to prioritize. Obviously, there's four quarterbacks that could probably go in top six, maybe if trades go the way they where they might. And then you know, there's a few good offensive tackles, and so it, it depends how teams rate the receivers if they like where they go. No, oh, yeah, I mean, no, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, 100%. I just think Philly, Philly is the like ceiling. I think number six is the best Devontae Smith can hope for, yeah, yeah, dra- yeah. draft wise. And then, um, you know, there's a few other teams. I mean, Chargers at what 12, 13 or something like that. The Chargers. I mean, that'd be a good yeah. weapon for just William, Justin Herbert. Williams had a good year with them, didn't he? Yeah, so I think. Of Hunter Henry, so yeah, maybe. I think I, I think any team would be lucky to have him, but it's just obviously whether you want to take that risk. Because this is a guy, like we said, you might have to nurture and just be patient with. 
So, yeah. But, but his stats, obviously, in college were just amazing. He's a Heisman winner. You know, you, you can't argue with it. He, he played with great receivers, like I said, Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, and Jerry Judy, and still always stood out. And I think, I mean, we'll go more into it, but his main things really were he stayed out of trouble in college for four years, which is a tough thing to do, especially when you go to a big college like Alabama. You know yeah. what I mean? You always hear guys getting into trouble and doing things. He was there for four years and never once any like trouble sort of issues yeah. so you know he's got the right mindset he's got a 4.0 gpa which i've been told is good i've been told that yeah, average I have is, no idea what that means. yeah i've been told that's an average of a in all your classes so he's getting yeah. a's in pretty much all his classes i've been told that's what it is clearly he's got a good work ethic you know to be a heisman as a receiver you've got to work hard exactly not, not i'm not debating that i just just that i feel like chase has more traits that are gonna work better in the nfl especially this this upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're talking pro-ready, you swear towards Chase. The only downside of him and Chase is obviously him not having as much experience as Devontae Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah obviously, that's fair, that's fair. And obviously, obviously, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be like, I mean, I don't know if you'd say, I don't know if it's really a thing, but, you know, like match fitness. Yeah. I mean, like, is he going to be, like, ready? And I, I think he doesn't get as many snaps as he should at the start of the season, just because, obviously... Hopefully there's going to be a preseason. It probably don't look like there is going to be, but yeah, I, I, probably not. That's the problem. If if there isn't a preseason, then he's definitely a loser from that because I don't think he's going to be physically fit enough to play so many downs like the first yeah. few weeks of the season. But yeah, I mean it's just the strength in it. It's Devontae Smith again. It's this strength, and I am worried that teams are going to be you know talking in the draft room and just panicking. And being like, oh, you know, look, look at his arms, look at, you know, it's like Brady, you know, the the clipper Brady when he's like yeah. studying his shirt and shorts, yeah, like yeah, putting his arms out, and like teams were just like, no, I do not want an NFL quarterback to look like that. And people are gonna uh, look at Devontae yeah. Smith and say the same probably, but you should look at the stats. You can't always believe the stats, but you should read about the kid and like, you know, we've mentioned there, you know, what I mean, he's he's always done good in school, he's always worked hard. You you've mentioned there, he's got that good work ethic. He's played with great receivers, played played with Tua, played with Matt Jones. But yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. But with how with how receivers have been drafted in the past, it won't surprise me if Smith is the first off the board or like third, fourth, you know. <laughs> yeah. Rugs, no one thought Rugs would have been first. Everyone thought, you know, the goat Jerry Judy would have been taken first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. And then, you know, in in other in other draft classes. Like some receivers have gone higher than expected, so yeah, it just, just depends who they fall in love with, you know, like you said. And uh, and a team that we've mentioned, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're keeping Levante David after re-signing him. Wow, two-year um, contract worth twenty-five million. How I don't I don't understand cap man. I don't. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Well, they've got a deadline in it to meet the cap. Like you can be in the minors, but you've got a deadline to make it. Obviously, um hit zero in it and obviously there'll be a lot of restructures in there. I think Levante David is a big restructure one. I think he's just trying to win another Super Bowl and that's why they've done it. Ian Rappaport literally tweeted it about 50 seconds ago. I have a feeling that Shaq Barrett's done at the books. It'd look that way. Would you? Who would you have kept Shaq or Levante? If they feel like White needs a bit more time under David, yeah, definitely, you know, David's probably, because they've got, they've got other decent pass rush. Obviously, you know, they've got Pierre Paul, so... You know, maybe they don't feel like they need Shaq as much. It's a shame for Shaq, you know. You know, he's been tagged 
And, you know, I, I feel like he does deserve a big contract, which he'll probably get somewhere else. He's, he's won two Super Bowls, Shaq. So, you know, I'm sure he's pretty happy, you know, with how his career's gone. So, yeah, I don't think he'll be too fussed about moving on from the books. Yeah, 100%, 100% agree. Right, we'll get back onto it anyway, and let's um, talk about these other receivers. We are going on a bit here. Um... <laughs> yeah. Talk about Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. You know, like similar to Chase, a very good route runner. Just great at getting open. He's um, he has the most rate of separation yardage, and it's the best in the Power Five. So, and that is 3.74 yards. So, on 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 average, he's 3.74 yards away from any defensive player, which. You know, that, that's a lot of separation. Obviously, you know, it's college, so it's going to be different in the NFL, but that just that shows his route running ability is, is top class. And he's, I, I, he'll probably get, you know, probably be a late first rounder. Just, again, just depends on how teams rate him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a big shout to see him going that high because obviously, I mean, like we said, though, this is a stacked wide receiver class. Yeah. And another guy, obviously, is Jalen Waddle, you know, Devontae Smith's number two. Yep. receiver at Alabama. Um, yeah, the injury. He had the injury, obviously, um, late October it was. He was told that he wasn't going to play again, but he came back for the national championship game against Ohio State. He did yeah. only have three reception, three receptions for 34 yards, but you know, I mean, he still showed the you know toughness, mental toughness, and physical toughness to come back for that game and help them win a national championship. Um, the first four games he played, though, he averaged 140 yards a game and a touchdown each games. So in four games he had 591 receiving yards. Mhm. That's decent. That is very Which is because the first two games, so the first game against Missouri, he had um, eight receptions for 134 yards and two touchdowns. Devonte Smith had eight receptions for 89 yards. And yeah. then in the second game, Devonte Smith had six receptions for 63 yards. And uh, Jalen Waddle had five receptions for 142 yards and a touchdown. So it makes me wonder if Jalen Waddle had played the full season, would Smith have been the Heisman winner, personally? <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe not. Maybe maybe not. Because those first four games, numbers are just ridiculous. 134 yards, 142 yards, 120 yards, 161 yards. And then, obviously, you know, he got hit with the injury. You know that 2018 season when they had all four receivers? Jill, are you ready for Jalen Waddle's stats that season? Go for it. Seven touchdowns and 803 yards. It's impressive. It is as a, impressive. As a freshman, an 18-year-old kid on a team with those other three receivers. But, you know, we're getting a few touchdowns as receiver at Alabama. You know, I, I fancy myself as a receiver at Alabama. <laughs> I fancy you as a red zone threat. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Levante David's got no chance of getting you over the middle. We're <laughs> <laughs> paying you uh, 25 mil. Yeah, uh, another receiver I wanted to mention. feel like the pod's going on pretty long, so we'll just make this the last one. Right, go on, make it a good one. Uh, that's Elijah Moore from Old Miss. Yeah, I like that one. Good, good. He'll be great in the slot. You know, I, I, just, I feel like he'd be good at the Ravens, you know. Good at getting open in slot, you know, someone for because the Ravens face the most zone coverage in in the all of the NFL. 
you know, because just of Lamar's just running ability, defenses want to just, you know, make sure they've got they've got that covered in case he does break out the pocket and scramble. Moore's, Moore's very good against zone, going over the middle. You know, he's, he's a very tough player and makes plays over the middle as he, he broke... 31 tackles out of 153 receptions, and for that's just a receiver, and you know that's a pretty high percentage for a receiver to break tackles like that. Obviously, tight ends it's a bit different, but for a receiver, that's 31 out of 153. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, where do you see him going? Where do you see him getting drafted? I mean, like, what, uh, probably, what round? Probably second, I'd say. Again, like, again, you don't know how teams uh, look at the. Pro days. Yeah. Teams could look at pro days differently to how we think they'd look at it. So, you know, obviously like, they could see him catch on pro days and think, wow, he looks incredible. Let's draft him. You know what I mean? So, just have to see, but probably a second round pick. I mean, yeah, I mean, some of his stats are crazy. I mean, three games where he received over 200 yards. And like you say, for a slot receiver, yeah, know, that's, that's definitely some big yards. Because obviously they don't always get, you know, the deep bombs usually do they? So, yeah, yeah. That's definitely. I mean, I don't know if the quarterback is at Ole Miss, but I'm sure he loved throwing the ball to Elijah Moore. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, why would you not? You know what I mean? It's it's pretty impressive. But yeah, so that is that. Would you say that's one of your favorite receivers from this draft? Yeah, class? I, I do like him. I do. I do like. I just like the ability to make plays over the middle, where receivers obviously you know usually aren't as good over the middle. No, I like that. That's the that is the end of the podcast. Next week, I was thinking we'd talk about the offensive line prospects. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely look at the draft offensive line. Definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go offense first, and then after that, after the, the defense, line, we'll go to defense. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to put you in charge of um, choosing next week's two punts draft dark horse of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, needs to needs to be some any any position other than a running back or wide receiver. That is fine, mate. You will have the you'll have a great name on your hands. I promise you that. Right, I can't wait. Anyway, we'll be shorter. Anyway, guys, uh, make sure you follow the Twitter at Two Punts Podcast. Harrison, you want to remind everyone the platforms that we're also on? Yep, you know, obviously, I think it's it said ninety six percent of you listen on Spotify. So you know, don't forget to follow on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But we're also on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts. Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and obviously Spotify, and that is all the Two Punts podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow our Twitter, which is also the Two Punts podcast. All right, nice one. Thank you very much. Any final notes to add, Harrison? Uh... Okay, well, you just you just keep staring off at your Tim Tebow poster anyway. Tim Tebow is the GOAT. That is my <laughs> Tim Tebow is the GOAT. Peyton Manning ruined the Broncos. Tim Tebow wins us four Super Bowls. Pay man in overrated. Right, well, on that note, anyway, we're going to end it there. Thank you again, Two Punts Nation, for listening, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Peace. Peace.